welcome to Cultured. Have you ever wondered why at times you wake up in the morning feeling exhausted before the day even begins? You just broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, you're back on a hinge, you get pickier and pickier, and you're an option overload. You're looking to meet the love of your life, but it feels like a restaurant menu you're just scrolling through. Have you ever felt like it's impossible to find good relationships, whether romantic or friendships? Have you ever wondered why you get so frustrated at the people who are closest to you, who love you the most? We can end up feeling overwhelmed in relationships. Welcome to Cultured. Today we're talking about how relationships can make you feel so overwhelmed. So why do you guys think that people get so overwhelmed in relationships? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of unmet needs. Like it, communication is so important in any relationship. It could be a friendship, it could be a romantic relationship. But oftentimes like we have needs and if we can't communicate those to the people that we love, those needs go unmet. Like think about love languages. What's your love language? Uh, words of affirmation. In Taco Bell. Yes. So if Jason's not getting words of affirmation in Taco Bell, he's probably gonna feel like, okay, there's an unmet need, but you gotta be able to communicate that to Molly, right? Yeah, and it's not touch, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why else? Like, why do you think people um, get so overwhelmed in relationships? I, I think ultimately, <laughs> we're actually pretty self-centered people. And so if someone hurts us, we think how it affects us, and we don't think about that other person. And so we become overwhelmed because we're thinking only through the lens of how it affects us, not the entire relationship. Mm -hmm. And you also can't get into someone's mind, so you kind of portray what you think on them and, yeah. and then you're like being overwhelmed because you think you know what they're thinking but actually you don't and it just escalates more and more and more yeah i also i also see in relationships that people tend to fall into one or two categories um, most people would either fall into the category of being codependent so they find like their value and their worth in their relationship and somebody else and somebody else or they're independent where they find their value just in themselves but the thing is, the Bible says that the first relationship God created us for was a relationship with Him. Yeah. Um, Psalm 139 says, "Before when we were in our mother's womb, He knew us. He wanted to have a relationship with Him. So God wants us to be um, interdependent on Him, have a strong relationship with mm -hmm. Him. And once we have that healthy relationship, like we can have healthier than relationships with others. Like we don't have to just look to others to make us happy and to find fulfillment in ourselves. Like we can find fulfillment in Him and from that have healthy yeah. relationships. It's really good. So, okay, so as young professionals, when we feel overwhelmed in relationships, what are some maybe mistakes that you see people making? Yeah. I see so many times people that are overwhelmed they become like, again, thinking of themselves and they think of all their problems and maybe the problem they're having with someone else. And they don't typically take responsibility for themselves. Yeah. They blame someone else. So yeah. they shift blame onto someone else. And you know, we all want to say we're logical beings, but we're way more emotional than we actually think we are. We we're dictated by our emotions and we try to hide it. We try to have it all together, but it, typically at the core of us, Blame, we blame others when we're overwhelmed versus the circumstance and taking responsibility mm -hmm. for that circumstance. Yeah. And I think the next step that can happen too that we have to be cautious of is after we blame shift is we allow bitterness to, to, be, to build up in our hearts. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a mentor who once said to me that uh, hanging on to bitterness is like drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. Wow. So at the end of the day, it actually hurts us a lot more. Uh, there's a great verse that I, I think about a lot of times whenever I feel bitterness or resentment. 
And it's Hebrews 12, 15. It says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. And so what that's telling us is, is that one, nobody should fall short of grace. Like we should, we should always be showing grace, but also bitterness is like a root that grows in your heart and it gets bigger and bigger and it just corrupts the soul. The, the, the Bible says that it defiles your heart. And I, I see this, you see it so often. You see friendships that are so close, yeah. broken, defiled, yeah. it's destroyed. Marriages destroyed because bitter, bitterness is not addressed. It's blamed and then it's not addressed and it just destroys everything yeah. in its path. Yeah. Yeah. And so often too, we see that we, we see that our circumstances are not the problem. It's the person who's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. When in reality, a lot of times the problem is rooted in our circumstances. Yeah. Well, kind of off of that, I think another tendency we, we see is just running away. So like when things are hard in relationships, I think we naturally want to like flee and run from the hardship mm -hmm. instead of like press into working through things. And the problem with that is like if we run away from the situation, you still take you with you into the next situation. Yeah. So you're just going to have this repeat effect, right? It's almost like you're saying you might be your biggest problem. Exactly. <laughs> like you might be your biggest problem. So um, I feel like I have these conversations a lot, you know, where I'll talk to some girls and be like, hey, I don't know, you know, like I think I'm going to move on and find some other friends or a different community. And I always try to encourage them to like, hey, let's just try staying where you are. Let's work things out. Let's, let's you know, conflict is a normal part of life. It actually should be expected. It's just like how we handle it with like grace and truth and love that really changes our changes us and changes like the circumstances. Because when you run away, you're just creating a habit in your life where you'll keep running away. Yeah. And honestly, you'll never have great relationships because every great relationship has lots and lots of conflict. You have yeah. to be willing to work through conflict. Yeah. And it's especially hard in our culture today where we live in a microwave culture. Everything is so quick. We're so quick to move on from careers, from people, from relationships. Yeah. And uh, I think we need to start thinking of our, ourselves in a crock pot culture. We just need to let it marinate a little bit. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, yeah. so how, so as young professionals, how do we navigate this idea of being overwhelmed in relationships? Like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know, number one is just having the wisdom to realize that all of the people in your life are not necessarily your enemy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a hard, it's a hard mental shift to have, but I think that it can help to realize, okay, hey, circumstances happen. We don't want anybody to fall short of grace, but you know the people in your lives, your spouse, your coworkers, your ear to bot, your boss, your friends, they are not your enemies. But yeah. what happens is we view them as our enemies. We allow bitterness and resentment to grow and it ends up hurting us. Yeah. And then you're overwhelmed because you're allowing that, the wrong enemy to change your life. Yeah. You're, you're fighting the wrong war. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. I think another, um, I think something else that we navigate in being overwhelmed is, is forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Like in relationships, when we get hurt, um, we don't want to extend forgiveness. And I think about it like this, you know, you're driving down the highway and somebody cuts you off and you're like, dang it, that person, they're horrible. But then like you're driving down the highway and you cut somebody else off and you're like, come on, I didn't mean to, give me grace. It's not a big deal. Yeah. And so I think that we expect other people to give us grace, but when it comes to forgiving others, it's it can be super hard. And so I think extending forgiveness and it's and forgiveness and forgiveness is a process that you have to keep working at. Yeah. I think so many people I watch are like, oh yeah, I forgave them. Yeah. But they still actually kind of hate them. Yeah. And that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is forgiving as Jesus forgave us. Yes. Wiping the slate clean. And that doesn't mean that you have to get back into toxic relationships. But we should be way more graceful and way more forgiving because 
we want others to extend that to us. And I would say another thing that in our society, especially with young professionals, it's that runaway is people don't want to actually go have a hard conversation. They would rather do anything else than have a hard conversation. And when I say a hard conversation, I think a lot of people want to text somebody a hard conversation. They don't want to look them in the eye and actually be able to connect with someone emotionally. If you want to not be overwhelmed in a relationship, if you want a relationship to actually be good, you got to look someone in the eye and you got to be like, I forgive you. I want to learn about you. And one thing with difficult conversations is you got to have a learning conversation. Yeah. It's not, here's what I think, yeah. but what's a learning conversation, Molly? Yeah, well, there's actually a great leadership book called Difficult Conversations. If you don't, if you haven't heard of it, you should go buy it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this book, it talks about a learning conversation is how you approach a hard conversation. You go in, not with like your agenda and saying you're wrong. You go in asking questions. Well, why did you do this? Or tell me more about that. Or what made you feel that way? Like you go in trying to learn the other person's perspective. And this has changed my life. Like having learning conversations has changed my life. It's changed my relationships. And I've seen beautiful relationships restored through learning conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like too, within that, you know, we are not naturally confrontational. And I think especially like in the technology age where social media, you know, you hide behind a phone. I feel like what I'm hearing you guys say is we need to go and have real conversations. With yeah. And sometimes they're going to be difficult. Yeah. Uh, I heard it said one time, it's hard to hate somebody up close. Okay. It's so hard to hate somebody up close, but it's easy to hate somebody from a distance. And so what that means for us is move in, yeah. move in and get close to people. Yeah. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with your relationships, it is worth taking the risk, having the hard conversation, asking for forgiveness and not allowing bitterness in your life. Thanks so much for watching The Brook online. Be sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and be sure to download The Brook app so you can stay up to date with all the new media as well as all the new events we've got coming up every single week.